Welcome to Giant Steps, where we take apart the processes of creativity and running and try to understand the relationship through interviews. I'm your host, Sonder Urians. Our first guest is director Antonio Campos. My name is Antonio Campos. I'm a filmmaker. I've been making films for about 23 years. And my uh, latest feature is my fourth, and it's uh, called The Devil All the Time. So when did you start running? I started running um, in high school. I wasn't like, I wasn't big on other sports. Like my father tried to get me into tennis. Did like a really lame attempt at getting me, trying to get me into tennis. He started playing tennis late in life and he fell in love with it and he wanted my sister and I to get into it. You know, later on in life I realized as a parent, you know, if your kid's not into something and you think it'd be a good thing for them, you usually encourage them to keep trying it and, and know that they'll eventually fall in love with it. My father wasn't very good at, at that kind of thing and just said, fine, don't do it. So I didn't play. I didn't really get into sports. I, I, I played soccer. My, my father's Brazilian, so there's this kind of, there is soccer in my blood, I think, and, and I liked it. My grandfather had got me into baseball, and I, I was never like, I, I was never an athlete. There were some things that I was kind of good at, but the thing that I really enjoyed was running. And... Uh, in high school, I was on the track team and I got into cross country. And I really got into running long distances then. And I was good at it. I was good at running. So it just felt like a natural fit. It was like, it didn't require, require any coordination. I think that's kind of why. I mean, later on I realized having coordination helps uh, running. But at the time it was just like, it didn't, it, it just, I just ran. You know, it was just kind of, this kind of beautiful forward motion. And, I, and, and even at that age, I, I was anxious, and I, without realizing it uh, until, you know, now thinking back on it, I, I think it was also therapeutic for me back then, um, in a way. Antonio Campos has directed four feature-length films. He's also directed various television shows, including The Sinner. I've been lucky to work with Antonio composing music for three of his films, Simon Killer, Christine, and his most recent, The Devil All the Time. And did you, did you keep running ever since then, or did you stop for a while? For some reason, I thought you started late. I thought you started... I, well, I, I didn't... That was like high school, and then I didn't really run at all. Right, again, right. You know, like, I didn't get serious about running really until... Um, until the last five years, so like mm. in my early 30s. And then you did New York last year. That was the first. Yeah, the first thing I tried was the New York Half Marathon, which, which I was like, this is amazing. And I remember just the, the beauty of the run and you know what I got out of it physically and mentally, but also just the sort of like emotionally, just mm. really loving um, that positive energy that comes with a marathon you know people just yeah. cheering you on and everybody kind of just like encouraging you when you're down it, it's pretty incredible it's something you i feel like you don't you don't see that often i mean maybe we just haven't been into sports but <laughs> that immense kind of like positive outpouring but that's the difference is like it's sports there's like there's people rooting for one side or another right right and right, right. This, 
there's the marathon running it feels like everyone's just rooting for you to make it to the finish line like yeah. everyone they just want yeah. everyone yeah. to succeed like the only thing that i can compare the way that the marathon felt to me was the way that i imagined new york city and ghostbusters 2 <laughs> when the statue of liberty is walking down uh fifth avenue or whatever and the whole city is like cheering with positive energy outside yeah. of like that's like I was like oh that's what that felt like. That's what uh, the Ghostbusters <laughs> felt like then. Yeah, I was like that's what the Ghostbusters felt like when they were walking down Fifth Avenue and that that song's playing, uh, you know, uh, your love lifting me yeah, high, yeah. you know. Um, that song, um, that whole that that was like when I was running the marathon, I was like oh that's what that felt like for the Ghostbusters. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So with our current uh, pandemic situation going on, do you feel like it's harder to train without the marathon or a race to prepare for? I think, yeah, I think so. I think that I think that if I think I think that if the if the marathon was happening this year, my attitude about running—it's not even my attitude about running because my attitude about running is great. It's just my my discipline would be better. Yeah, you know, it's just the, the un, and also just the sort of inconsistency of my daily life mm. it sucks because I, I think what happens is like it, it's just a vicious cycle like r- running provides me a routine a consistency it like relieves so much anxiety and tension but with the with the marathon with the marathon it it, it was a goal it was like a, like I was working towards this thing and it also gave like I could say to my wife, like I gotta run because I've, you know, I have yeah, yeah. to run today. I have yeah. to get up at six a.m. and run today, and I have to. So it was like a motivator. It, it, it justified me sort of having to make time for myself and for her in a way. Yeah. Tell me about making your new film, The Devil, all the time. The Devil. Yeah, The Devil. The Devil all the time. You know, The Devil all the time was like the, the hardest shoot I've ever been on. It's definitely the biggest thing I've ever tried to make, um, yeah. and um, and a very challenging shoot. A lot of uh, we shot in Alabama, and there was constantly Alabama's like Alabama's like shooting in the tropics. It's like the weather is the weather is unpredictable. It's like cloudy for five minutes, and there's a tornado for ten minutes, and then it's like beautiful <laughs> again, and you're like. It's really unpredictable, and I was, you know, at one point, I think about halfway through, I was like really just kind of like, I was on these six-day schedules, um, six-day week schedule, and uh, and I was getting really down. Yeah. Every day was getting harder, and then I, and I was like, you need to start running again. And I was like, right, okay, so like my day, for instance, might start at 6 a.m. I'm going to wake up at 4 o'clock. Oh God! Four thirty, and I'm gonna run for forty-five minutes. Like not like trying like, uh, just really just run on a treadmill, run wherever I was, but like just run for forty-five minutes and then start my day. Yeah. And I started to do that, and it, like it gave me that second win to get through the second half. Amazing. It yeah. was really like it was like night and day. Like I couldn't. Um, I, I was like, it's crazy. You know, you you think that like you need more sleep, and the reality is, is no. Yeah, you don't I necessarily know, need, need more sleep. You're never going to quite get enough sleep 
you need to kind of energize your body and, and, and yeah. your mind. Yeah. Well, and you like just knowing from working with you so much, you're you're like super meticulous and you go pretty deep yeah. in your process. And and I can imagine you're a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that probably takes a toll on you. You know, like it's you know it's 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 natural to you and it's the way you work, but it's exhausting. I, I know because I, I I can get into that too, like that same state of mind. Um, so it sounds like it's it's like you need to give yourself that moment of repose, yeah, in a weird way. And and it's got to be that it's got to be that activity. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just lying in bed and looking at Instagram. Oh my God, lying in bed. <laughs> I, there's like nothing, there's nothing. I, nothing I think worse. that the worst thing that anybody like us can do, um, there's nothing worse than lying in bed in the morning. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's the just worst. like and, go into that. I go, my, the, my worst, weirdest thoughts are yeah. right when I wake up. And if I don't get out of bed, I'm like, Yep, me too. So speaking of balancing your work with your running, how do you do that? Is it always morning? It's mornings and I have yeah. a very patient wife. And and I can like if and even now, like my wife is always like, look, you want to run and you want that like that time, that morning, I'm never gonna stop you from running, you know. Yeah. Like But there's something about running in the morning that I just love it. It's incredible. It so makes good. me feel it's the so best good. way to best way to start the day yeah but then there's also like when you've been working all day going for a run can be also an incredible way of like washing that all off and, yeah and um the decompressing at the end of the day i one of the things that i i did in chile um was i would do just for people would, listening you have a, a place I, I, have a, in chile. I have a i have a my wife is chilean um my wife is, is uh, also the um, the editor that I work with on uh, the films I direct, and um, we have a little house in Chile, uh, a few hours outside of Santiago, and um, it's really a wonderful, peaceful place. It's very isolated, and one of my favorite things to do that I started to do over the holiday last year was I would go for a long run, and I would find different spots overlooking the water, kind of secluded, where I would just stop the, the clock and uh, I'd sit and meditate for like 20 or 30 minutes. And it was a really nice thing because, I, you know, the run opens you up in a way and it kind of... Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you know, just it, it gets you into sort of a mode, and then when you stop and then you meditate for twenty minutes, like you really feel clear, and uh, and then and then to get back on the road and run again, it has another feeling. Because mm. also, like once the hard thing for me is to get that that kind of um, isolation when I'm at home because mm -hmm. I, I have. Well, uh, you know, a one-year-old running around, and and uh, there's nothing to stop anyone from like knocking on the door. So if I'm out, and it's like if I'm out, I'm like out, and I could go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
especially when I don't have like great service on my phone. It's like, well, I could be gone for three hours. And yeah. They're, they're, I, Probably hard to do that in New York, though, right? Brooklyn. Unless well, I used, to, I, I used to. I used to make a point of meditating, like in really public areas, <laughs> so that dirty. Like, because because I felt like you know it's one thing to meditate um, in your quiet space or out in the mountaintop, but it's an it's 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 another thing to meditate like when you're sitting on a park bench. And people are walking by you, and there's traffic and stuff. And, yeah. And, and and if you can do that, I felt like, oh well, that that's what daily life is like most of the time. So if you can kind of, um, you know, disconnect even in that environment, yeah. um, that that would be more uh, of a you know advantage than just being able to like disconnect when there's nothing around you to distract you. The shoot for Devil All the Time wasn't the mm-hmm. only epic part. Your edit was quite epic. Over yeah. a year, right? Yeah, just about a year. Maybe a little how less. do you stay? How do you stay objective over that amount of time, watching and rewatching the film? And mm. uh, I'm quite. I haven't quite figured out the best method to do that. Uh, I do know that. Um, I, I think it's being for me. It's trying to be aware of um, being aware of when you're going to be the most uh, receptive and mm-hmm. to, to watching the movie and when you're going to be able to really um, be productive. And so I learned, you know, one thing, for instance, is I learned I can't watch the movie at the end of a workday on this. It was like we watched the movie. Like, no matter what, it'll be like 7 a.m. We'll watch it at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. We won't touch the timeline before we watch it. We just, we will, like, that'll be the first thing we do in the day. And, and it always proved to be a better screening. Um, it's really interesting, that idea of finding your, I guess, your kind of, like, sweet spot in the day when you're receptive or yeah. weak or whatever. Yeah. I, have a, I have such an interesting reaction to music where... I can listen to the exact same piece of music in the morning and be like, this is amazing. This is excellent. It's yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's great. And then at yeah. six o'clock, I'll listen to it and be like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. It's really, <laughs> really annoying. And that that's one of those moments where you're like, what's going on? You know, like, what is, what's really going on? Yeah. Like, how much is it my own craziness that's like affecting this music, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird to I, me. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I, I, I really, uh, it's, it, it is the, I think it's the, the key is to try and figure out um, what the truth is, right? Like, yeah. what is, what are you really, what is, not just what are you seeing, but like, what will other people exactly. see? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and knowing how to communicate that and trying mm. to make something that uh, works, um, on a you know works universally i mean you kind of certain things you go well this this is going to be um divisive you know like definitely in all the films i've made there's always things where i know that people are going to like it or they're just not going to like it and there's um i can only work towards doing it in a way that i think is good but editing editing for you know i said well you know it's funny because what I realized is that for me, making movies is very much like 
running a marathon. Um, and I don't like, I'm not like a sprinter, but I like marathons and I like long distances and I like the training. And, and again, it's like marathons um, in terms of like the amount of time. It's like a marathon just isn't the day that you run the marathon. It's all of yeah everything yeah. before it, you know? And yes. so to me, it's like the, the process. It's like the, so I like, I like taking forever to, to, yeah. to make a movie because, because I think that, um, I don't know. I, I, but then I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's the right way or it's just my way. <laughs> I, I do know that I like to have things to obsess about. Yeah. Like yeah. if I get the set and like, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, you, there's been certain situations where you just get into a situation where it's like, there's no options. Like it's just, it's kind of, it is this, right? Like you have to do it this way because it's the only way to do it. And, and I get annoyed by that. Um, <laughs> So I like to have the ability to obsess and try and figure out the right way to do something, yeah, not yeah. just the way to do it because it's 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 what um, you're capable to do because of the limitations. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. So when you're running, do you work out problems in your edit or in your writing? Yeah, totally. But like in in a very like unconscious way, I'm doing it. Like for instance, there was uh, I was writing a pilot right before um, Sophia gave birth. I was running. I was really struggling with this pilot that I was working on. I was going for runs, um, and I was listening to. I, remember, I just remember having like struggling through something, and then like I listened to a lot of Enya as I was running, and uh, and somehow the combination of running and listening to Enya really cleared things up for me. It gave me the way that the the outline the structure of it would work and, amazing but Enya has nothing to do with anything in the show <laughs> so I was just kind of like but it was just that you know it was just kind of like there was a combination of the run what that does and then this kind of like weird airy music that then got my mind oh, oh, oh it was so far removed from what I was doing which was set in like you know a Durham North Carolina true crime story like one just you know it was so far off that somehow going there I loosened up my mind you yeah. know because sometimes oh, yeah. when you're trying to think about something you're so like strained and you're you're just like kind of you're forcing it but then with once you allow your mind to like kind of loosen up and you're not trying to think about something your mind just naturally so also, like one of my favorite things in the guided meditation um is the point where uh the guide says okay now after having meditated and focusing on your breath or focusing on on <clears throat> this or that kind of thought, thinking or, you know, your thoughts or whatever, um, it's like now just, you know, let your mind go anywhere. And, uh, and it's always funny because once you're given the permission after having, like, sort of been in this process of... of of that kind of meditative awareness um once you kind of go okay well now i'm going to think about now i'm going to let my brain go to where like you know presumably you'd go to the thing you were thinking about before you started meditating you know whatever problems and then you kind of just go wherever your mind goes and you don't mm. know where it's going to go because it kind of goes blank maybe but in that blankness something might come up that you didn't expect yeah new pathways a new pathway yeah yeah um 
it's so it's so important to me i think that the sort of like this to the creative process this whole yeah well that's why i'm so interested in it because for some of us it is so it's essential i mean for me it is it has become essential um it's i was um just from what you were talking about it's so interesting i was reading have you read how to change your mind the michael pollan book about psychedelics no 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 um, I, I, I no i heard I know about the book though well he 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 talks a lot about the you know what they're studying about what psychedelics do to your brain and it, it calms the default uh the default mode network which is basically where you you keep yourself like what you consider yourself and all your kind of preconceived notions of what is in front of you and what you're taking in um, and it it allows the rest of your brain to start making new connections instead of you having the same the same reactions to, to thoughts or, or feelings or, or, or um, experience they've also done studies where they've measured this uh, default mode network in meditators and it's the same the same mm. effect and I think that it mm. might be a similar effect happening while running mm-hmm. so like you talking about you know <laughs> running to meditate and then running some more that's like double duty <laughs> right 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 you're basically right, right. on like four hits of acid there <laughs> I mean I should just take acid yeah. <laughs> or you could just take it I mean it's something yeah, yeah. you would swear by it but I think it, I, yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. You know, it's, it kind of all ties together for me. Is this idea of like we have all our lives kind of, you know, been trained to think in a certain way, whether it's you know whether it's good or bad. But like either way, we have all these all these immediate reactions and and um, you know things that we do that are just habitual. Yeah. And and I. Th- I think it's rare for people to challenge that. And, yeah, I, and I think totally. as creative people, we need to. Um, otherwise, we, we become stagnant. Yeah. Like, I've become more and more aware of my OCD. Like, I'm more <laughs> and more aware of that. And I'm aware of, like, when I'm in, like, in my peak fitness or my whatever you want to call it. Like, if I'm, like, in, in, a, in a routine that has me meditating, has me running. Yeah. That I'm little looser i'm a little more receptive i'm I'm, you know i'm just less tight and uh and um i'm happier when i was younger so much of my oc when i was really young my ocd was all about like external stuff touching counting uh things like that and then Mm. as I i got older it became much more internal like i stopped doing the like don't step on this the line in the sidewalk or you know touch the doorknob twice um, it became sort of it became more about uh, repeating thoughts, you mm-hmm. know, thinking, uh, not allowing myself to think positively, but to think the opposite of what I wanted, yeah. so that I could will, you know, that somehow there's all that weird uh, shit. But um, you know, it's just it's kind of like it's just like this this. Um, cons- construct in my brain, the structure, whatever, like it's so ingrained. Like, I just feel like the rest of my life I'm just trying to break this thing that my brain has built, you know, because it was so long before I kind of recognized what it was. And, and at that point, it's been so, like, kind of 
you know, he's already set up shop and it's like, well, I'm here to stay. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I feel like once you realize it, it's just like all your whole life becomes that kind of like taking that rewiring or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of taking the wires apart. Yeah. It's been my weird, like journey for the, I feel like the past, I don't know, six years of my life, seven years of my life, kind of since I started running and really enjoying running. You know, like that construct for me is something that is so strong and it's like so relentless that I have to deal with it every day. Like I have to maintain some sort of awareness to stay Mm. aware of it, you know, and it's something that will totally swallow me. Like Mm. like I have Mm -hmm. days where not as much as I used to, but like, you know, and that's to me what depression is. It's like Mm. that kind of that hole that you go Mm. into when you start to believe those, believe that thing, that black hole, you know, depression, anxiety, those kind of things. And and this is like a natural way of dealing with it. I'm sure, I'm sure it's, you know, it's not the only reason, but. The thing with long runs, the idea of going past like four or five miles for people is like absurd. And, And then when you start to do it and you're running like, you know, 13 miles a couple times a week and you're running a total of you know 20 26 miles uh, over the course of five days or whatever or four days and you feel amazing like it's like this is kind of i remember when i was going on my really long runs before the marathon and i'd get up at like six and i'd get 18 miles in before my day started and i felt like a, a superhuman and um and, and then it was like 13 miles was like nothing. I was like, this isn't, and you don't even think about it, you know, you're just kind of like going. I, I really think that's something about running that I think is so amazing. It's just that sort of like, just that, that forward movement, you know? Um, there's no stopping, you know? You're just kind of like, just, you're just. So your films, particularly Christine and Devil All the Time, have a common thread of darkness, Mm -hmm. yet you have a way of portraying these dark subjects and characters in a way that makes them somehow approachable and at times maybe even relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, What draws you to these subjects and is it trying to find, you know, some beauty in this darkness? Are you trying Mm -hmm. to, are you? Are you addressing something in yourself or in society or, or like what, what is it that makes you want to make these films? Each, each one is different. I mean, um, you know, The Devil of Time, yeah, it's like dark. It's, it's a dark world in that it's uh, a lot of characters doing bad things, extreme things, violence. But I was, I, I was drawn to it because it, at its core it felt like a generational saga uh, about um, passing down un- unhealthy relationships with mm. religion, with faith, 
that somehow got intertwined with violence. They are dark stories, they are dark worlds, but I'm interested in the humanity um, in, in those dark stories and trying to figure out a way of telling stories where there's no clear villains. Uh, and that's challenging, yeah. you know, um, giving like bad guys rounding them out and making them interesting and, and, and trying to understand what they're, what's motivating their actions. Uh, what do you, you have a new series you're working on. Why don't you tell us? Tell, tell, tell the audience. Uh, I mean, whatever you can tell us. I don't know. How. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been adapting the staircase, um, as a limited series. The staircase is that documentary that's currently on Netflix, mm. 13 part true crime series about a man who's accused of, uh, killing his wife, um, and he claims uh, that he found her dead at the bottom of the stairs. And then they find out that uh, 20 years earlier, another woman in his life had been found at the bottom of the stairs, dead at the bottom of the stairs, and that he was also the last person to have seen her alive. So the mystery starts to get complicated, and um, it's, a really, it's a really great story with a lot of really fascinating people. Um, Harrison Ford is attached and we're currently writing the first half of the series. Amazing. Do you have any advice for people struggling to start running or wanting to start running, um, whether they're creative people or not? Just yeah, it's anybody. Funny. I always, I always get like I, I, I always heard people like, "Oh man, I can't run. Oh, I hate running or whatever." You know, there's there's, yeah. there's people that have really strong feelings about running. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always just. If you, I, I think you have to, have, you want to have, you have to want to run. Um, but I always say to people that are like kind of, kind of curious about running uh, and getting into running is like, just kind of just, just, just start running. Because if you're at all athletic or you're, you're not, but you want to, you want to be healthy. And if you just start running, you, you, you'll start adding miles and, you know, it'll just come more naturally. And I think that there's always, it's just healthy. And I think people, some people, the other thing people I hear a lot is people get kind of hung up on like their knees or their back and running um, the effect of that on their knees and their back. And I just find that, and that, 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 that's just partially kind of like maintenance. That's so just kind of like, you know, you just have to stretch and, you know. Strength, uh, strength exercise. Strength exercise, yeah. It's also just like running with people. And if you, that's the other thing. I, I find that it's also, if someone, wants to run but they're not really a runner it's fun to run with them and it encourages them to run and, and then it's always nice to run with a partner you know or not yeah. always but it's, it's it's nice to change it up and run with someone else so yeah. that's the other way i think is that it's a good way to kind of motivate somebody in your life who who you know who might want to who might want to run but not feel like they're a runner and just yeah. kind of run with them um yeah, yeah. and to make them feel comfortable Antonio, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, congratulations on Devil All the Time. Good luck with your running and good luck with the new series. Thanks, Sander. I really appreciate it, man. This is uh, really great. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. Giant Steps is hosted by Sander Urians. Editing and sound design by Matt Hanna. Music is composed and performed by Sonder Uriots. Mixing and additional sound design by Brent Kaiser at Unbridled Sound. 
Antonio Campos' newest film, The Devil All the Time, featuring Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Mia Wasikowska, Riley Keough, and Bill Skarsgård, is streaming now on Netflix. Giant Steps is independently produced in Los Angeles, California. For more episodes or to get in touch, you can visit our website at giantstepspodcast.com.